two fantasy football drafts yesterday. The first one was at six, and volleyball was played at six thirty. I'm drafted on my phone as I'm watching the volleyball. I had the fifth pick, so I got I got Barkley, and then on the swing back I got Najee Harris. This is PPR. Ooh, okay. Najee Harris. And then I got a, I got like a couple receivers, and then I had to leave and go play volleyball. Come back, I oh. have Trey Lance and Justin Fields as my quarterbacks, which is good at the end of the season. <laughs> not right now. Week, week one, it's not very good. <laughs> you don't have a starter. So now <laughs> I have to drop someone, and I'm trying to pick up Jameis. Okay, who are you gonna drop? Uh, like someone else the computer drafted that I don't need. <laughs> Wait, so you're going to have three quarterbacks. Um, I know, but, like, let's talk it through. I don't think I should drop one of those because I might be able to use one as a starter and one as a, a trade piece. Normally, with how many bench spots do you have? Like six. Yeah, normally. Until they're ready, I can pick up Fitzmagic. I can go, like, like, I can go with some random QBs until one of them gets to start. Fields is going to start by at least week three. And then you drop the other? No, then I start you, Fields, you, and you, then I trade you, Trey Lance. You, you, you know the saying, you have two quarterbacks, you really don't have one. Correct. So you don't have a starter, you don't have any quarterback. What would you do? Oh. Um, one, I wouldn't have drafted, I would have had a proxy do my draft for me so I didn't end up with two quarterbacks both of whom aren't starting <laughs> week one um, I, I think Fields has more immediate upside so I like your Jameis idea Jameis is going to come out gunsling and throwing of course they've set for him and then I think you keep Fields long term and then you're not pressing Trey who knows? Garoppolo takes him to six and zero, and you still got Trey on the bench. You know he's never going to play if they continue winning. I like it. That's why you're my assistant GM. All right, let's get into the show here. Sorry, folks, we're just catching up on a little fantasy football. I did get Justin Fields in my second draft too, so apparently I have a man crush <laughs> on Justin Fields. But NFL football is back. The fans are back, and I'm not talking Jacksonville and Cleveland when those fans attended all last year. I'm talking West Coast fans, West Coast football. We have fans back in the stadium. I'm Kay Wynn. I got my RPO handoff partner, Big Ben, and Western Standard Six is back. That's where we talk about six West Coast teams, Niners, Chargers, Rams, Seahawks, Cardinals, Raiders. Raiders. And this week, every week, every Wednesday, it's the NFL Huddle, where we're going to give you 30-minute update on your West Coast teams. Then we're going to bring in a celebrity guest picker. We're going to pick through some games. We're going to banter. We're going to have a great time. What do you think of that, Big Ben? I love it. And Luke or Kim's up, and it's going to be nice to see fans at stadiums. Looking at ticket prices, you can't get into a Legion field from less than 200 bucks. I mean, people are taking their discretionary funds from the gambling table and walking in that door to watch the Ravens and Raiders play on Monday night. So five, finally the, the debut. Now you're going to have to tell me about the restrictions, but yeah, the debut of so five, Matt Stafford, new regime uh, or a new uh, quarterback there with the Rams and uh, the NFC West, toughest conference in football. So 
my Hawks, your Niners, uh, Cards, Rams, just battle it out all year. So Western Standard 6, focus on six teams, keep it relevant. Everyone but our guest picker will touch on 10 games. So it's going to be good weekly, uh, weekly uh, show. And, uh, yeah, okay, when? What else? I Let's think we got to plug a sponsor. Let's talk a little bit about sponsor. our sponsor before uh, we get into the show. So I got a guy. He sends me 80 acres. I got the green goddess dressing. About time. He's been sending it to you all the time. At 80 acres on Instagram. At 80 acres.com. We have a promo code. WST15. WST15. You'll get 15% off 88 acres. What is 88 acres? It is de- delicious. Healthy. Seed bars. Dressings. Butters. Granola. Sponsored by... Big Ben and K-Win. WST, just delicious good food. 80 Acres. Again, at 80acres.com, at 80acres on Instagram. Check them out. We love them. We're brought to you by 88 Acres. All right. Do we get into Big Ben's breakdown? Ooh, let's do it. Well, I don't want to highlight any of the preseason, mainly because the Hawks were horrible. But (laughs) I will touch on week one matchups, what I think needs to happen. Normally, we'll have a clip, look over some highlights, but they win. I just want to talk about some anecdotal things. I think all of the Western Standard Six are set up for what I'll call a relatively easy schedule. And let's start off start off with the Niners. They're out in Ford Field. My one comment here is just watch your kneecaps, and you'll probably come out with a victory. Mr. Dan Campbell, while he's out for blood, while, you know, the Lions, he's trying to change the the culture there with the Lions. I don't think it happens in week one. I think the Niners run all over the Lions, literally, with Trey Sermon, with Mosert. And uh, Jimmy G will do what Jimmy G does, and that's manage the game and uh, limit the turnovers. So I got, I got a nice Niners win. Now, do uh, you want to comment there? Jared Goff from Marin Catholic in the Bay Area went to Cal. Cal Bear quarterback is now the new quarterback for the Lions. He's going to be looking to stick it to the NFC West as he's no longer there. And it's the team he grew up watching. But I got a special feeling about the Niners. I'll get into it in a little bit. Okay. Well, the cards, my uh, anecdote here is mask up, sanitize, and gang tackle. So Derek Henry. He's a beast. And uh, if you haven't been following the Titans, Vrabel's come down with some COVID issue. Tannehill's been in and off the COVID. So, you know, as much as they're going to feed the ball to Henry, they're going to have a tough task to do with uh, Julio Jones and A.J. Brown. Mask up, gang tackle, do whatever you can to uh, limit Henry's yards on the ground and hopefully, you know, put the ball back in Tannehill's hands. We got Alex Clancy from Clancy Corner, AZ Locked On Pod. He's coming on to be our guest picker, so I'm sure he's going to give us the inside scoop. All right, Hawks quad shot early, early game, Indianapolis, kind of a sleepy. Uh, anytime you have to go east for the Hawks, it's always an early rising game. So get your quad shot, Russ. Get off to an early start. I mean, I can't go through another season where we're, you know, a field goal at halftime and we have to rely on the second half comeback. Don't do us like that, Russ. Pete Carroll, open up the playbook. Let Russ do what he wants to do, what he said in all the offseason. Can Russ cook with 88 acres? Absolutely. 
All right, Chargers control, contain and control the edge. So keep Herbert upright. We'll talk a little bit more about it, but there's revamped offensive line for the Chargers because as you saw late last season, Herbert's running for his life for the most part. Keep him upright. Let him find Keenan Allen. Let him find Mike Williams, who might break through this season finally. And then get Eckler out on the, the edge. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see how number one draft pick Mr. Slater does against maybe matched up against Chase Young sometimes. That's going to be a tough early test, but just keep Herbert upright. Give him some time. Speaking of Herbert. Then you got the Rams. Stafford at SoFi, I'll call it. Finally. The stadium that's been sitting there that has had little entry, maybe some concerts. Has T Swift played there? I don't know if she did. I think uh, we would have gone if she did. <laughs> keep people in the seats and off the off the beach is is my saying. So keep people entertained. You know the greatest show on turf. Take it back to Kurt Warner. You got another guy like Kurt Warner and Stafford that can sling the ball. Get Bobby Woods, get Cooper Cup, leverage all your weapons on offense. And, you know, ultimately, Mr. McVeigh should be a happy camper as uh, he brought Stafford in to uh, run the quarterback position there for the Rams. And then Raiders focus on the whoa, whoa, field. Whoa, whoa, Rams. Lie. Let's go back to Stafford. He's got to win a playoff game. He has not won a playoff this game. This is week one. This is week one. I'm just saying, we might get Jared Goff back here. Jared, we <laughs> want Jared. We want Jared. Jared took him to the Super Bowl. Raiders, focus on the field. Don't rely on the hard ways. Don't make it hard on yourselves. Don't give up late. Don't Listen, turnovers, penalties, Gruden's you know, always been that kind of guy. They've given up late or uh, late game heroics to teams and given away games. Just keep it simple. I mean, people are flocking to Allegiant. Give them something to watch. Get Henry Ruggs involved in the offense, going deep. And uh, that's a Monday night game. If you could ask for anything, if you're a Raiders, if you're uh, Mark Davis, you couldn't ask for a better situation. Monday night football, new stadium against the Ravens, opportunity to show off uh, not only your new home field, but hopefully an offense that doesn't rely solely on Josh Jacobs. They got Kendrick Drizzy Drake <coughs> to help out in the backfield. That's what I had for Big Ben's breakdown. Short one this week, but uh, we'll come back next week with a breakdown of each week. Ooh, I'm a little choked up here. All right, so uh, let's get into Western Standard 6. What we're going to do here, we're going to talk about the six West Coast teams. Who are they again, Big Ben? 49ers, Rams, Chargers, Cardinals, Raiders, Seahawks. And with you choked up a little bit, I will go ahead and lead here. So we are going to have Alex Clancy from Locked On Cards join us as our guest picker. But if you look at the cards, I love their makeup of their secondary. Why? Because they have two Huskies and a Coug and Jalen Thompson. With Malcolm Butler retiring. The other question is who's going to guard these wideouts from the Titans? A.J. Brown, Julio Jones. That's going to prove tough for him. They have a brand new Collins, the the uh, Nagorski winner last year for Tulsa, their top pick. He's going to have a tough time. And that's always been the recipe uh, 
for the Cardinals is effectively how are you going to stop the ball? How are you going to play defense? Because we know Kyler Murray in that offense, DeAndre Hopkins, Rondell Moore's a new asset on that side, Chase Edmonds. Um, they brought in James Conner. So for me, cards, it's still a question of can they play defense? And Peterson's gone. We know that too. They actually might regret that decision to let Patrick Peterson go just because that depth at corner may end up allowing some big plays to A.J. Brown and or Julio Jones. I'm interested in their uh, two new acquisitions, J.J. Watt on defense, see what he brings to the table, and also A.J. Green, if he has anything left in the tank. He kind of slipped to option number three in Cincinnati, still a formidable weapon. It'll be interesting to see how Kingsbury brings him into the offense. Yeah, I like what Joe said. Could be, I think you take the over in this game. I mean, there's going to be two offenses. You're going to have a lot of weapons. And, yeah, it could be either a blowout by the Titans or a close game, another Hale Murray effect. <laughs> uh, you want me to get into the Raiders? Yeah, go for it. Oh, this, is, uh, this was a, a sad day for Hawks fans. We saw one of our probably the best linebackers we've had outside of Bobby Wagner in the last decade go to the Raiders and KJ Wright. Now he'll sure up that defense. He's a sure tackler, great linebacker, great outside linebacker, great leader. But the backfield now, we talked about Trizzy Drake, Bama, Josh Jacobs, Bama. Question is, can that offensive line hold up, provide some holes? We saw what happened to uh, Josh Jacobs last year, started off hot, had three touchdowns in that first week one win. Everyone who had him on fantasy was rejoicing, big Raiders. But then as he went, so did the Raiders. So the offset of getting Drake on the edge, we've seen him with Miami last year with Arizona. He's a serviceable back. And then you're, you know, Ruggs, another Bama guy. They might as well just call themselves the Las Vegas Rolling Tide or Roll Tide. Or SEC, um, they got Renfro too. Yeah. So I think Renfro or ACC, is Clemson, sorry, Clemson. Yeah, no problem. They're, they're just taking everyone from championship teams, apparently. Hopefully, they translate. But yeah, going back to the new Allegiant Field, Monday night, big stage. The last thing you want to do is crap out. And so you, you really want to make sure that one, you're establishing the run game, two, and then two, you're not necessarily, I mean, you don't want to turn the ball over to that offense with Lamar Jackson. Now, J.K. Dobbins is hurt, but um, Gus Bus is good. Baltimore defense is always strong. So it's going to be, I, I think this is going to be one of the lower scoring games this week. I would actually go on the under end game just because I don't know if the Raiders, sure, they want to show some flashes, but they want to stay in the game. They do. And we'll see what to the windows, to the Waller does. The tight end extraordinaire for the Raiders. You put a linebacker on him, he's getting open. Put a safety on him, it's a go route and it's a touchdown. So it'll be interesting to see if Gruden cooks up some more plays to Waller. I think they got to find him in space. And if Ruggs can't be the deep threat, it's more balls and more targets to Waller. And then my Seahawks. Again, going to Indy. It's I wouldn't call it an East Coast game, but still an early riser for most. Everyone here on the West Coast generally tunes in the 1 o'clock game so we can sleep in, so we can get stuff done. This is an early game. Thing, 
I see with the Hawks this year is one, we haven't seen Chris Carson a lot in the preseason, which if you follow his offseason workouts, which I don't, but I just get pegged with videos of him doing his offseason workouts. He looks phenomenal. The thing is ESPN did a simulation. They had the Hawks going 0-9 for the first nine games, which what? I think is unbelievable. But I think it's all because there's some unknowns. Uh, we get DK back. We got Tyler Lockett. Gerald Everett now playing tight end for us. So, you know, a lot of that Dwayne Brown restructured his contract, so he'll be fully signed playing that week. It's a question of the offensive line, and I think the linebacking crew missing K.J. Wright will hurt a bit, not necessarily in this first game, but you'll see Jonathan Taylor go for probably over 100 yards. But I see the Hawks winning close one. Uh, let Russ cook. Just let him do it. Let Russ do what Russ wants to do. And uh, I think we'll be in good hands. Carson Wentz on track to start week one. As of today, he may start. It will be interesting to see what he will do in a new environment. Away from the boo birds of Philly, I'll be interested to see how Carson Wentz bounces back. Is he more like the NFL MVP candidate from a couple years ago? Or is he the turnover? He's a long way. Long way. Or is he in between the great and the awful. We'll see this year what Carson Wentz is going to do. Hey, one plug here. Michael Pittman Jr., uh, USC alum, will probably be the number one wide receiver coming out of the gate. May not see as many targets, but he's going to have a breakout season. If you have an opportunity to pick him up in fantasy, go do it right now. Uh, Big target for a guy like Wentz. Um, You know, his complaint was late in his, his career call it career at Philly, didn't have enough weapons. They never drafted a wide out. I think Pittman will get a ton of targets and put up big numbers in fantasy. Right on, my friend. We will see this year. But I like that Pittman pickup. Should we get into my jurisdiction of Chargers, Rams, and Niners? Let's start off with the Niners. 10 o'clock Sunday morning start in Detroit. And there is a Detroit born and raised rapper named Eminem. He has this song called Till I Collapse. Well, the Lions' atrocious defense is going to collapse early and often this weekend because the Niners are going to run all over the Lions. It's just going to be smash mouth football. You know, Trey Lance, he's got a finger, Jimmy, Trey. It's just going to be jet sweep, jet sweeps, inside zone. It's going to be Monster, Sermon, and even McNasty running all over the Lions. The Lions have new head coach, new quarterback, new GM. They even have a new defensive coordinator, Aaron Glenn, but it's going to be that same old feeling in Detroit, a losing one on Sunday. Yeah, and we, you didn't even touch on Kittle. Kittle's back healthy. And that's Jimmy G's always loved Kittle. And he's, yeah, to, to what Joe's saying, he's going to rake in some serious fantasy points. I think everyone was low on Kittle. They looked at Travis Kelsey and Darren Waller and then it's kind of said everyone. But I, I think Kittle bounces back in a big way. I think it's because of that running game. When you have now, correct me if I'm wrong here, but San Fran last year ran into some injuries in the backfield. I think Tevin Coleman went down for a bit. Mozart only played in nine games. So if you can keep them healthy, Kittle's going to have a big year. Absolutely huge year. So Trent Browns, you're probably your best left tackle in the game still, and they've got him around. So, yeah, and Jimmy I like G that. Was out. Watch your kneecaps. 
Jimmy G was out, so he couldn't throw to Kittle. They had a backup quarterback that liked to throw the ball to the other team rather to the Niners. So I think Kittle will back bounce back again this year. Bethard went to Iowa. We don't care. That's true. All right, moving to the Chargers at the Redskins. The key to this game will be the line of the scrimmage. So Justin Herbert was sacked 32 times last year. So what did the Chargers go out and do? They drafted rookie Richard Slayton from Northwestern. They signed three offensive uh, tackles. They got Matt Thalier from the Steelers, Corley Lindsey from the Packers, and O'Day Abshui from the Lions. But on the other side of the football, the Washington Redskins could have the best front four in the game with Chase Young and Montel make you sweat. They get after the quarterback a combined 16.5 sacks last year. So it's going to come down to the line of scrimmage, and it's going to come down to the new offensive coordinator. We have Joe Lombardi, who's taken over the reins of the Chargers offense. He comes from New Orleans. He's going to bring Sean Payton's West Coast offense to L.A. So what does that mean? Quick, short passes to Keenan Allen, Eckler, a.k.a. Kamara, get him in your fantasy league because they're going to hand the ball off to him. They're going to put him in the slot, option routes, bubble screens, expect a lot. But it's going to come down to the offensive line. And I don't know if they have enough time together. Unfortunately, I'm going the Redskins on this one, Big Ben. Ooh, you're right. Chase Young, uh, same thing. I don't know if you've seen those commercials where that guy is – it's an Under Armour commercial, but he's doing like weighted squat jumps with more weight than I can squat traditionally. Guy's an absolute beast. Their defense, it's out in FedEx Stadium where the Washington football team plays. That's a tough, that's a long distance uh, flight for these these Chargers early on. New offensive coordinator. I think the saying goes, never bet on a new offensive coordinator that first game because it's too new. But I do like the acquisitions of uh, Lindsley, I like your draft heavy on the offensive line with Slater. His stack, his sacks go down. I, I, I agree with you. I think the Chargers, unless Mike Williams breaks out, yeah, you know, they're the Eckler, the, you know, slot. You got to get someone over the top, break a big play for you. And the one interesting thing in this whole thing is tight end Jared Cook that came over from the Saints. Mm-hmm. Has always been an X factor for those Saints. So you could see Jared Cook have a big year. He's another draft and stash, or maybe he breaks out uh, in the event Mike Williams doesn't show up for another year. No offense. We love to go off Mike here. I think Mike's going to come big and come on our podcast and come after you. (laughs) (laughs) The last Western Standard Six game, it's a Sunday night football game. It is the Bears at the Rams. So I'm a big shoe guy. I love Jordans, J1s, J4s. J-Mo, my girl, says my biggest struggle in life is figuring out a fair price to buy Jordans online. But actually, my second biggest struggle is to wear them out if it's raining, because I'm very protective of my shoes. And the Bears are very protective of Justin Fields. He's like a brand new pair of Jordans. He's not going to start. And you know why? Because the Rams have the number number one ranked defense. Aaron Donald is going to get after it. Jalen Ramsey. It's interesting that the Bears chose not to start Justin Fields because all of his rookie counterparts, not all of them, most of them are starting. You got Mac Jones, you got Trevor Lawrence, even got uh, what's his name in New Jersey, kid from BYU. But anyways, they're protected him this week because Andy Dalton is going to throw a couple interceptions. So Fields, aka 
brand new pair of Jordans is going to stay in the box for another week because they don't want to break them out. And I don't blame them. They don't want to put them in a bad position to succeed right away. Why not go 0-2 and, and then hand over the reins to Justin Fields? That's why I drafted <laughs> him in both of my fantasy leagues because week three on, it's Justin Fields, baby. Yeah, with what I say the saying was, if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one. And the Bears literally have three quarterbacks. You have Nick Foles, a former Super Bowl MVP. You got uh, Andy Dalton, who you named the starter, Red Rocket out of Cincinnati, won maybe, I think, two playoff games his entire career there. And then you got the wild card, Justin Fields. This isn't uh, – I think everyone's hesitant to to do a Mitch Trubisky with <laughs> Mr. Justin Fields and anoint him the, the next – you know, best thing since sliced bread there in Chicago. But yeah, the last thing you want to do is throw them to the wolves. You don't want to have Aaron Donald with the, you know, broken collarbone on the first play from scrimmage. That's the last thing you want. Sacrifice Andy Dalton and who knows, like Joe is saying, you might play in the second half. Doesn't feel that things aren't going great. It will be interesting to see the Rams offense under Stafford. I think that's what everyone's waiting to see. If you're a Rams fan, if he does deliver, you said it, he hasn't won big games. Uh, in, in the playoffs, but again, that's in Detroit. He never had a defense like he has today, and he hasn't has doesn't have the weapons like he had today on that offense. So, I they think- also have Deshaun Jackson coming home. Played at Long Beach Poly, played at Cal. 34 year old deep threat. So the Rams are loaded with receivers with Coop Woods and Deshaun Jackson. If Deshaun Jackson can stretch the field, Cooper Cup works the middle, hand it off to Daryl Henderson. Rams are going to score a lot of points, and they're going to be in a position to be up at the top in the NFC West. A lot of people are picking them. I don't know. I yeah, think the NFC Niners. West is a crapshoot. It's, it's between the Cardinals, and we'll have uh, Clancy on get his opinion on the cards. He's usually a pessimist. <laughs> but with the Cardinals, the Seahawks, the Niners, the Rams, I think you you break it almost evenly 30-30-30 between those those top three teams in the Rams, Seahawks, and Niners. Then you look at the Cardinals. Of who know what they? Who knows what they could do? They, you know, after that Hill Murray, people were saying they might make the playoffs as well. Now they fizzled down the, the stretch a little bit, but man, it's a tough division. People are saying there could be three playoff teams coming out. Of, I, I was just going to ask you who wins the division and how many teams go to the playoffs. NFC West. <sighs> um. I think the the most well-rounded team stands injuries is the Niners, where you could see them adapting and being able to play. You got Debo, you got the jet sweep, you got a you you have a an offense where you you don't necessarily need to make big plays. You got the resources or personnel that can create big plays for you. I think the Rams are with Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald, probably two of the best defensive players in the game. They're going to keep you in games. Now, the, the wild card is if Stafford shows up the way people think he's going to, you're going to win a lot of games as well. And then the Hawks, I think, yeah, I'm, I guess I'm like Clancy. I'm a little pessimistic on the Hawks just because, you know, you didn't add, you, you're dealing with contracts, Jamal Adams, you know, Dwayne Brown, everyone wants to get paid. Quan or Quande digs now. So, oof. Let me answer your question. Yeah. Quit dancing around. Answer the question. Three-way tie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll go, I'll go with your Niners just to jinx them. All right. I'll go with your Niners to win the division. I think there's two and a half playoff teams right now. And this, who knows? The Cardinals could surprise. 
I want to hear Clancy and what he has to say. Who okay. who do you believe wins the conference? I think the Rams win the division. I think the yeah. Niners get a playoff spot. The other spot between the Cardinals and the Hawks, I don't know. I kind of want to say the Cardinals, just to spite you, and have the Seahawks on the outside looking in. So that's what I'm going with. Rams, Niners, and Cards. Again, I, I think you'd get 12 different answers if you ask 12 different people. I don't know what the variable is, but yeah, I think it's uh, the West is tough, you know, and then you talk about the two other teams. Chargers are up and coming. I think a Bears or Rich showing that he's the uh, quarterback of the future, obviously, for that franchise, someone that probably will play there as long as Philip Rivers did. I don't know if he'll have as many kids as he did, but he might <laughs> play there as long as he did. And then with the Raiders, it's literally a you can make the same it is a crapshoot you don't is no, it make or break some... year for gruden this year what year did he win it in with tampa i think there is you know he won a the thing that people hold on to is one gruden's a name in football that's well you know it's going to attract a lot of people it's going to yeah. but raider nation who knows new stadium if you don't produce a winner you know vegas is although it's a it's a great uh, place to visit attracts a lot of tourists. You know, people might, might rather go watch the Golden Knights. You know, I don't know what happens. Uh, I haven't seen the stadium. I've heard crazy things like there's a casino in it and it might be a burlesque show. Who knows? But, you know, people are going to want to come and watch football and Raider Nation, uh, the guy in the gorilla suit. I mean, it's, it's going to be fun. I just, I don't, Gruden's probably got two more years. If he doesn't make the playoffs this year, he's skating on thin ice next year, and Derek Carr might be the sacrificial lamb going into the season. Gruden's out. Oakland's in. And I'm talking about the A's. Wow, we're going to have the A's, Raiders, and Knights in Vegas if the A's can't sign that new stadium in Jack London Square. So Raiders better win because the A's are coming to town. All right. Well, you get Clancy on board. Let's talk about some betting lines here. Okay. So the, the Hawks are minus two and a half. It's nearly a pick. I'm over under at 50. I'd have a tough time. You got to pick with the Hawks there. Tennessee's minus three at home. Um, another somewhat of a pick. Um, there's week one, the lines are never skewed as much as you think. Um, you got the Niners. Minus seven and a half against the Lions away. That should be a cakewalk like we talked about. The Chargers and, and uh, Washington football team are even. And then in our Monday night game, or excuse me, Rams-Bears, Rams minus seven and a half. They're the biggest favorite going into week one against the Bears. No one trusts Andy Dalton. And then Baltimore's a minus four and a half. We saw what favorite. he did in Dallas when he took over for Dak. Nothing. Yeah, it's... Who knows what happens with with uh, I think everyone's it's like the appetizer right when you know you're getting a steak the appetizer's not nearly as good as as you believe it to be and uh, yeah the Red Rocket or whatever you want to call him Andy Dalton out of TCU I don't know if he's gonna cure the quarterback woes of the Chicago Bears fans no he's just holding on he's just sitting there holding four for Justin Fields. All right, Alex Clancy should be jumping on here in a little bit. Our pro pick'em partner for the week. Oh, 
He says he's in, but I don't see him. Uh, keep talking, Ben. I got to go uh, make sure he gets in. Okay. Let's talk about some fantasy implications then. We talked about Waller. Talked about Kittle. Um, you know, Austin Eckler. I'm trying to think who I had to draft. I went big on, although not West Coast. They say Russ. So Russ is the only guy that's thrown for 30 touchdowns each of the last four years. So if you picked him up, Big game. I think Chris Carson's a wild card. I don't know what you think about Trey Sermon and Mozart. I stay away from running backfield or backfields by committee. Trey Sermon's probably got bigger upside for most. Um, Justin Jackson, if Eckler goes down, could be big. And then you got the James Conner down with Arizona. I'm excited to hear what Lancey has to say about Mr. Conner. And there he is. Did he just jump in and jump out? I think he did. There he is. All right. Do you see him? I don't see him. He is. He is in. He is just not knocked and joined us in the in the booth. Mr. Clancy, you got to knock, my friend, and then, well, there we go. And I will add him now. All right, I'm going to have him click on the guest link. Oh, there he is. Hey, hey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Very polite here with the knocking. <laughs> well, hold on, hold on. Let's get you your lead-in music here. Oh. What happened to it? Ben, are you still playing the music? I am. Did you not get that? Only the beginning, and then it cut out. <laughs> it's apparently it's the Dolby noise canceling tech of art. So uh, the lead in was, I believe, from Entourage, Mr. Clancy. Yeah. Is that yeah. what we're touting? Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah, great. I love, how, I love how your shirt matches uh, matches your. Uh, I want to look special cool. white tonight. <laughs> special white. Doing laundry. All right. Three quick questions for you, Mr. Clancy of Locked On Sports and Locked On Cards. Uh, who's your favorite NFL team outside of the Cardinals? Chargers. Um, I, I grew up in L.A., and there was no team there when I started liking football. It both had, had moved, and I haven't, you know, I, moved, I went to school in Boulder in Colorado. I, you know, was kind of a, a Broncos fan, but um, had some friends in the in San Diego, so um you know adopted them kind of and then i moved to san diego finished college there and lived there for six years so it was through the lt and philip rivers and vincent jackson antonio gates like when they should have maybe won one if not two super bowls if it weren't for tom brady um it was a good time to be a chargers fan and now it's you know they're back in la so it's it's an easy marriage between my hometown and the team that i associate with it's not the cardinals all right what's your claim to fame now this can oh. be a self-proclaimed claim to fame too. This this doesn't have to be in some sort. We don't need to be able to reference it on the internet, but maybe. Um, 
I'm the uh, I think I'm still the three point in one game leader from my high school with nine. Um, I don't know if Steph Curry ruined that for me with all these young bloods that are all they're doing is shooting inside, <laughs> like inside the three point lines, lava, and they're jacking it from 30 feet, you know, 25 times a game. So that was my claim to fame. Um, yeah, I'm going to stick with that because that's the only PC one that I can say. So did you put up any, did you 27 points? I dropped, I think it? I dropped the 40 burger in that game. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. yeah. All right. Who, who why is your, uh, why is your favorite team? I guess we can call it the Cards or Chargers going to win the Super Bowl this year. Pick one. Justin Herbert. I mean, the dude, the dude's Josh Allen in year three is rookie year. And and Brandon Staley, like, if that defense stays healthy, that team is a Super Bowl contender every year with who they have. But they've never been able to stay healthy. And losing Melvin Ingram isn't going to help. Um, but they've got everything in all the right places to win a Super Bowl. And they just can't win games uh, within three points in under a minute when they don't have the ball. And they've never been able to do it. They've never been able to hold on to leads and win games. Bonus question. Week one, who wins the NFC West and how many teams get into the playoffs? They ain't the 49ers, I'll tell you that. Oh! oh. <laughs> so who's going to win the easy one because the highest floor is the Raiders or the uh, the Rams? Just because it's, you know, it's old faithful. They're going to win 10 games. And I know that Seattle's there, but can Carlos Dunlap and Jamal Adams and Bobby Wagner do what they did last year without a real cornerback room? I think that's kind of a a, um, a theme across the NFC West outside of Jalen Ramsey. It's who's which cornerback group is going to elevate uh, to win games. But I would probably just say the Rams. You know, and I think they have nine home games. The Cardinals only have eight. Um I don't trust the 49ers because they don't know who their quarterback is yet. So even if it is Trey Lance after week one, if they lose week one, who knows what the kid's going to be able to do. And who knows if all of those injury prone guys can just stop being injury prone and, uh, and win games. Cause they probably have the best roster one to 53, but I think the peaks uh, with the Rams are just, they're just higher. And, and Robert Woods and Cooper cup are the most underrated one, two punch in the wide receiver group in the NFL. I would think Bobby Woods. Yeah. That around on my fantasy draft board for way too many rounds. Yeah. I mean, he's like a sixth round snag every year. Yeah. And he catches 80 or 90 balls. He doesn't get in the end zone, though. And that's the problem with the touchdown yeah. dependent league. PPR league. Yeah. All right. Are you gambling, man, Clancy? From time to time. Okay. Well, K. When do you want to introduce him to uh, our pick 'em? 10 game pick 'em? Yes. So every week here during the NFL season, we will bring in a pro pick'em partner. Today's partner is Alex Clancy. We're going to go through 10 games. Now you might want to say, well, why is it 10 games? Why is it 16? Because some weeks there's bye weeks and also there's this thing called COVID where there might be some games that are canceled. So we're going to keep it consistent so we can see who's better, you or Bo Brock or anyone else. We can give you 10 games. Oh. So we're going to go Sunday night game, Monday night game, and then we have what we call the Western Standard Six. So we always got to cover the Niners, the Chargers, the Rams, the Seahawks, the Cards, and the Raiders. So your task, if you're willing to accept it, as we go through this picks, you let us know. And at the end, we're going to tally up the winners. And if you win, we'll give you your favorite box of Chardonnay wine, Mr. Francis. I love that Franzia all day. <laughs> got me through college. <laughs> 
All right. So game one. It's a Thursday night game. It's on tomorrow night. It's Dallas taking on the defending Super Bowl champs, the Buccaneers. Who do you like? And this is just pick them, right? No, yep. no lines. No, no lines. Yeah, the Bucks. Em. The Bucks. And that's. I mean, even though like that's a sneaky one because Tom Brady doesn't do very well in Thursday night games to open the season, especially. But they brought back everybody, and Dak Prescott. Literally everybody. Yeah, literally plus, everybody. Plus Giovanni Bernard and you know a couple extra. Yeah, but I'll I'll just say the Bucks. I'll take Old Faithful there. Is Martin I like returning? I think I don't know with with Martin. Oh, with COVID, I think, I think he's out. I think that's going to make it tough for Dak. Yeah, that's for a, sure. another piece of the offensive line they didn't have, and Zeke looked like like he's lost some weight. So you're right. Tampa wins that game. Yeah, Zeke's been eating candy every episode on Hard Knocks. He's not ready, so I I would go Bucks as well. Moving on to the next game, my Niners playing the Lions, 10 a.m. Who do you like in that game, Clancy? Niners. It's interesting, though. I mean, we'll see if Jimmy – like, they need to eat. Like, they got to put up a 30-burger. Uh, Trey Sermon, it's going to rip my heart out to watch him play twice a year on opposing squads because the Cardinals traded for Rodney Hudson with their third-round pick. That's where, before they did that, I was like, Trey Sermon's got to be their pick in the third round because he's going to drop. He shouldn't drop. But – and that was the pick, and obviously the Cardinals didn't have a third-rounder. So, yeah, but the 49ers, they'll eat. They'll probably run for 250 yards in that game. All right. Your Arizona how many, how many does Mozart get, and how much does Sermon get? I mean, I think most are just – I drafted him in all my fantasy leagues in, like, the seventh round. It's like nobody thinks – when he's healthy, he's RB1. Right, yeah. K-Win? I mean, he, he can do both better than anybody on that roster. So he can catch out of the backfield and, and, and do well in space. Trey Sermon is just going to be the LeGarrette Blunt down the stretch. If you're up, you know, 10 <laughs> points with 10 minutes left, he's going to touch the ball 10 times in the fourth quarter. But, yeah, 49ers will eat. I love the LeGarrette Blunt reference. All right. Your Cardinals are uh, facing the Tennessee Titans. Who do you like? Ooh. I mean, there's going to be 125 points scored in this game, I think. Uh, I'm going to say the Cardinals because – Tennessee's defense is worse than the Cardinals' defense against Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, and Julio Jones by a slim margin. I mean, this is going to be – I honestly think it's going to be in the 60s at least. This could be a 40-37 <laughs> final. Like, really? Wow. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's a 52. I had Todd Furman on, on the podcast today, and he said it's the over at 52. Yeah, yeah so, yeah. But so I, I think the Cardinals love- will win. I love, I was telling K when I love your secondary because it's made up of two Huskies and a Coog. Yeah. But then with Malcolm Butler retiring, who's, do you, do you put, uh, do you put your lone corner in Byron Murphy on, does he shadow AJ Brown or I mean, do you just, I've got my pads just ready just in case they call me, <laughs> just in case I need a warm body. Uh, no, it's, it's going to be Marco. Yeah. So it's going to be Byron Murphy. They're going to, um, rely heavily on the pass rush. And you might see a lot more blitzing from the linebackers, from Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons. you got to see a push up front with Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt. And because Buda Baker can't just be the eyes over the whole defense spying on this cornerback room that's inferior. You've got to see him at the line of scrimmage. You've got to see him pressuring the quarterback as well. Vance Joseph was a wizard last year. And let's see if he can kind of shift it towards his strength, which has always been DBs. But, yeah, it's going to be Byron Murphy on an island. It's going to be Robert Alford if he doesn't trip over the line and get hurt before the game starts. And Marco Wilson. The Marco Wilson has been the surprise of camp. Fourth-round pick. My co-host, Bo Brock, is the president of the Marco Wilson fan club. The dude's an absolute freak. Um, but it's going to be tough. 
I mean, it's going to be tough. All right. We got Big Ben Seahawks at Indy. Carson Wentz, he's on track to play as, as of today. Russell Wilson's really good for the first, like, six weeks of every year. So I feel like that's <laughs> kind of what we're looking at here. This game is going to be ugly. It's probably going to be in the 30s, if not low 40s. These defenses are both. Like, the defense for Seattle just – we'll see what where they are. If they're the middle ground of what they did – was it Buffalo when, or when they gave up 100 points and then later in the season where they were giving up in the teens? We'll see what happens with their – they've got a great player on all tiers on first, second, and third levels. Uh, with Seattle's defense, I think that that Seattle wins this just because of the uncertainty with quarterback with Indian. Russell Wilson's the best player on the field. 98% of the time he's on the field. So you got to go with Russ. And if I do hear somebody say, let Russ cook, I punch him in the face. That's the that's like the line there. Where if I hear somebody say, let Russ cook, I will slash one of your tires or you get one flick of the doves. Okay, it's one of the two. <laughs> done with that. Dan Patrick, never again. Re- retire it. I'm done with it. Because Dan Patrick was the one that came up with it, right? Didn't they start right. that on that show? Never again. But I, I can't Seattle. wait to do a podcast in the same room with you and Big Ben. And Big Ben's six four. I, He's I, a little spelt right now. I, and so we'll see. If I have, have to agree work, with Clancy. Clancy. It's played out. I will be happy to get smacked afterwards. it's played out, right? Just I, there always has to be some sort of term to it, but just let Russ do his thing. Like, just let him be him. Let it, let Russ be the robotic answers and the, you know, lead the team to victory. And, you know, the post-game press conference is Eddie Ruxpin, like you pull the string and he says the exact thing that, you know, you, you expect him to say. And he sounds exactly like Pete Carroll. Just let him be. Let him do that. Just absolutely let him do it. But I will take the Seahawks. All right. We got your Chargers. Their revamped offensive line against probably the best front four in football, uh, the Washington. Who is that – where is that? Is that in D.C.? It's in D.C. Yeah. I mean, I'll – oh, Jesus. That's going to be an ugly game because with both quarterbacks, that could be in the 50s also. Regardless of how good the defenses are, that could, like this is one, if you are a sports better, why would you touch this game? You have no idea what's going to happen with Ryan yeah. Fitzpatrick. Um, even though he's like Russell Wilson for six weeks every year, he's great. Um, I'll take Ron Rivera. I think I'm gonna, I'm picking them to win the division. Like r- what Ryan Fitzpatrick can do to elevate that offense with Terry McLaurin. Curtis Samuel was a sneaky great pickup early, uh, you know, in the in the off season. And Chase Young. And even though they lost Ryan Kerrigan, right? Ryan Kerrigan somewhere else. It's Chase Young and Montez Sweat. You don't want to play against them. I- I'll take Washington. Curtis Samuel got hurt or walked off. He's been injured on and off in training camp. We'll see if he makes it. That's what I said. I said if he uh, plays. You didn't hear that part. I didn't. I did not know that. I I only listened to 30% of what you said, Clancy. So (laughs) you sound like my (laughs) co-host. No, Antonio Gibson, I think, is a is a potentially a better Austin Eckler. We'll see this year if it's a breakout. This is his coming out party year, right? Because there's no surprises anymore. Defenses are going to count for him. But yeah, I mean that that team. 17th year? Did I see that right? 17th? Yeah, but that he's is... got a Kurt Warner vibe to him. He can huck the hell out of that ball. With a, with his face mask being pulled to beat the Raiders, too. I mean, that was <laughs> yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. All right, so you, you had the Washington football team? Yes, I do. 
All right, we got a Mr. Andy Dalton in the Chicago Bears playing at SoFi against the Rams. And your boy Stafford here. So uh, I know two quarterbacks you love here, but you got to pick one team here, Bears or Rams. Rams, I, I hate myself for drafting Matt Stafford in my important league this year in fantasy. I mean, it was coming down to the eighth or ninth round. I'm like, I need a quarterback, and I, it was a mistake. But I, the Rams, like, this is going to be another ugly game. We'll see if the Rams' offense can be methodical enough against that good defense. The offense for the the Bears is sneaky. You know, David Montgomery is coming into his own, just like Antonio Gibson. Like, this is going to be his coming out party year. Allen Robinson is probably the most underrated wide receiver in the league, but I'll I'll take the Rams. When's Justin Fields going to start? He's in two of my fantasy leagues, by the way. So hopefully you say sooner rather than later. Second quarter, if they go down 10-0. Early <laughs> Yes! Early yank. No, um, I Andy Dalton got a batter. At least he's getting paid 10 mil. Like, so now you can kind of do with him as you wish, unfortunately, inhumanely. If you sit him after week one, he's getting paid $10 million to hold a clipboard. So you can't really be that upset. He, he would have left Chase Daniels as the highest paid clipboard, clipboard holder of all time. Yeah, Chase Daniels made a name, I mean, everywhere. But he's also coming in one games when he had to, randomly. That's something you're saying Dalton hasn't done? Well, he's a starter. Like, Andy Dalton, they made the playoffs every year. I mean, since from his rookie year for the first six or seven years, eight years that he was in Cincy. I mean, if it wasn't for Vontez Burfecht, they would have won that playoff game where he took Antonio Brown's head off. That's like, true. they were driving, or they were – so they were playing on deep. That, that was a fourth down play, I think, or a third and long. Yeah, Vontez Burfecht. Vontez Burfecht is responsible for tearing Le'Veon Bell's ACL, Antonio Brown getting hurt, and getting Ben knocked out of game. He hit the trifecta with Pittsburgh. Fun fact. Wow. Fun fact, It's indeed. not so fun. Are you redhead, Clancy? Beard. Beard. Yeah, yeah. that's why we're wearing Dalton. Get oh. it. I mean, he's a different. Like, he is the dictionary definition of I have red hair. Let me show you. Yeah. This is I, I love this game, Kwin. Yes, there's no redheaded quarterback, but we've got Big Ben in Pittsburgh taking on Buffalo. We got Big Ben versus Josh Allen. We also got TJ Watt. Pay him whatever he wants. Who do you like yeah. in this game? Pay him whatever he wants. Um where is it? In Buffalo? In Orchard. Like it doesn't matter. I'm taking Pittsburgh. Like, that defense is, Ooh. even without Bud Dupree, like, Devin Bush is back, right? I think he's back off his ACL. Um, they're nasty. Like, they're nasty. And Najee Harris, I know their offensive line has kind of diminished a little bit. Buffalo is going to take a little while to get that NF, the AFC Championship um, malaise off. Because once you get there, after you, haven't been, after you haven't been there for a long time, it's, you're still Cam Newtoning it a little bit. You know, you're in your own head, and everybody's saying that you're Super Bowl contenders. I think Pittsburgh's just going to smack him in the mouth. Um, and again, Najee Harris, I don't think, is going to be as good as people think he will this year because the offensive line isn't great. But I think Big Ben will be better. Deontay Johnson, Deontay Johnson probably is the most underrated wide receiver in the league. I drafted whoa, whoa, him in all my fantasy whoa. leagues. Yeah, I got wrong. him too. I like, I like that. Yeah, he averaged like yeah. 19 points a game the last eight weeks last. The dude's a, he's the target monster. He got all of Antonio Brown's <laughs> targets. Can you write Big Yahoo's fantasy sports and tell them I shouldn't get a C plus in draft? <laughs> that's such bullshit. I mean, that's you always you're like, ooh, I got day. Wait, last everybody. <laughs> I oh He's yeah. Here's here's where you're wrong. That offensive line, according to I think it's according to PFF, or I believe it is, uh, was the most porous offensive line based on grades coming into the season. 
So you're expecting to keep Big Ben, who can barely move out of a pickup truck if it was about to run into another car, upright against the Bills defense, who, for their own sake, is pretty darn good. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, and the for wide receivers, it's going to be great, like Deontay, like Deontay Johnson. He's going to throw the ball 50 times. Like it's he's just going to get it out Tom Brady. Like I don't know if it's going to work, but they do. Will get he's done taking hits. He's done taking it. They're going to be in shotgun 99% of the time, and he's just going to huck it. But yeah, I know. I I mean, it's, I don't know how they just let that happen. They let that just erode around Ben Roethlisberger and then drafting Najee Harris in the first round. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I think you just said you should change your pick to Buffalo, but we'll go on to the next game. That'll be one that that you lose. It's fine. Maybe, maybe you don't throw the ball and, you know, first and goal from the one in the Super Bowl. I knew that was Who cares? Oh, you know where I was? As they seem. I was outside. What's that bar outside Glendale? Um, the Irish pub there. Yeah, that was that was the worst experience I think I've ever been through. Walking out to. Oh, you were there at Westgate, right by the stadium. Right by the stadium at Westgate, belly up, bunch of mass holes, and you couldn't get an Uber. I had to walk six miles along the one-on-one or whatever it is and try to hail an uber most miserable time but oh my god that's terrible. Lancey, you, you feel my pain there so let's go on i don't want to relive that all right well uh the browns don't want to relive that uh special moment they had in kansas city last year when they got knocked out of the playoffs the browns come back week one and they play patrick mahomes kelsey tyreek hill and everyone else in kansas city arrowhead Lancey, who do you like a thousand points in this game also. Um, even though Cleveland's defense is good, I, I mean, you just you just take the Chiefs. Week one, everybody's jacked. Fans back in the stands. Even though the Chiefs were one of the first teams to have fans back in the stands, I think. So I remember watching mm-hmm. that game, and there were like 2,000 fans in there. It sounded like it was packed. Uh, yeah, Chiefs, I mean, they'll probably win 11 games this year just out of boredom. You know, they'll lose a couple games they shouldn't, but it probably won't be Cleveland. So I'll take Kansas City. I like that too. I think. What am I like seven and zero already? Jesus, both no, got no, no you, you, that 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 Pittsburgh is a loss. Um, <laughs> I I used to have a shirt that I think it had uh, had Baker on it, and it had Odell and it had Jarvis Landry, and it said "Woke up feeling dangerous." And I think <laughs> Cleveland's defense is underrated, and that offensive trio is going to wake up feeling dangerous. I don't know. I think Kansas City could be. And for a little bit of a shock, Arrowhead's lavish. I'll get out, though. But I think it will be closer than most people think. we got to update that shirt to woke up to hand off the ball. Because basically, <laughs> all he's going to do is hand off the ball and bootleg woke up off to of that. Throw some, woke up to throw some dumb passes. <laughs> all right, you got Casey. All right, we got two games left. we got Green Bay in New Orleans. we got Aaron Rodgers. He hugged it out. He's good with the Packers and his teammates against famous Jameis, who's going to be slinging it in the Mercedes Dome. Yeah, I think, is this game in Jacksonville because of the hurricane? I think they moved this game. And the reason why I ask that is because the line's only like five and a half or four and a half. It's wild that Green Bay's only favored by that much. Um, Jameis is going to be a fantasy darling this year. And uh, not, you know, week one, because Green Bay is going to beat them, but like, I, I don't know. Jameis is going to throw the ball. He's going to have Big Ben passing numbers uh, this year, and Alvin Kamara is going to eat if he can stay healthy. Uh, but, yeah, Green Bay. If Green Bay loses this game, Aaron Rodgers might just say, get me out of here. Like, watch that <laughs> this year. Watch that this year. Like, 
He's it's going to be on a moment to moment thing where he's like, oh, is he pissed off? He might request the trade now, even though they just paid him because friends and family, just because your favorite player got paid by your favorite team means even less that that player will end up and their career on that team. You know, it's just you just became a trade asset now because they're getting paid so much money. They just become a trade asset right when you sign that contract, Russell Wilson, like it doesn't mean you're going to end your career there. And Aaron Rodgers, there will be conversations if they start two and two or something from being like, I'm ready. Get me out. I'll trade you Trey Lance straight up. Get me out. Wasn't there that that tweet that him and uh, Devontae shared one last dance, kind of like the last dance? That dance could be short-lived. Yeah. To your point. Yeah. I mean. Because Devontae hasn't signed a contract extension, right? He's smart. He's like, get me out of here. Get me out of here if Rodgers isn't there. That last dance could be as long as Clancy's intro song, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well played. Well played. All right, you got Green Bay, and yes, the game is in Jacksonville. Marquez Callaway. Pick him up. Such a Michael Thomas out for six weeks on the pup. Unfortunately, I drafted him and learned from it. My second second league drafted Marquez Callaway. He's going to go big. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. The final game, Monday night game, we got Baltimore in Las Vegas against the Raiders. I got two questions. I got two questions here. Who's going to win the game? And is Gruden on the hot seat if they don't make the playoffs this year? Uh, Baltimore, I mean, um, their defense is so bad. The Raiders' defense is so bad. But it's like, I think that the Khalil Mack trade was the correct one. You got got two first-round picks one year. You got the first-round pick from Amari Cooper the same year. So he had three first-round picks. They drafted Cleland Farrell third overall or fourth overall. They had the chance to do something great, and they just flubbed it. And I don't know if that's Mayock. I don't know if that's John Gruden, how much how much say he says. has. I don't think he's on the hot seat at all. I don't think he's on the hot seat. He's won enough games. They haven't gone 3-13 and 13 any season. You're going to blame Derek Carr before you blame John Gruden, which isn't fair, but he's going to get the blame first. And then you bring a new quarterback in, and then that's when the clock starts. What does he have, five years left on his deal? Four, six? This is either his fourth or fifth year as a head coach. He got a 10-year, 100 mil, all guaranteed. Why would you fire him? I don't know. I mean, they're at least relevant. And this is the second year in, in, you know, in Vegas. They should be better this year, but they're, they're in a murderer's row division. Yeah, Alex Leatherwood, although sounds – Really nice by name. We'll see how he holds up at right tackle. Yeah, uh, I mean, if, if he stays Richie. healthy, he's a steal. Yeah, if you got, I mean, the the fact that Richie Incognito is still in offensive line rooms, I think they did a they did a hard knocks from like four years ago, and he was still playing for the Raiders. That guy is will not go away. Yeah, but you're right. Let's let's look at Marcus Mariota still around, and the proverbial Nate Peterman who put up four interceptions in one quarter is still in that quarterback room too. I don't know. I mean, after that Buffalo game, after that game in Buffalo, he should have just been exiled from the game of football. No CFL for you. No XFL for you. Never (laughs) again. The fact that he still got a gig blows my mind. Blows my mind. Playing for the Seattle Dragons. (laughs) So since we have 10 games and since someone could tie, we have a tiebreaker. And our tiebreaker is total points on the Monday night football game, which is Baltimore versus the Raiders. 57. 57. All right, recap of the picks, K-Win. All right, Clancy's got the 
Bucks. He's got the Niners. He's got the Cards, the Hawks, Washington, the Rams, uh, Pittsburgh, KC, Green Bay, Baltimore. Total points fifty-seven. Lancey, give really us about that. I feel give really it, give it, give it a shout out to Locked On Cards. What you and Bo are doing, how people can keep up with you. Yeah, thanks, guys. Um, Locked On Cardinals Daily, Arizona Cardinals podcast for the Locked On Podcast Network. We're on YouTube now since the last time we talked. Um, that's been a great outlet for us. Uh, at just search, uh, search Locked On Arizona Cardinals on YouTube. Um, we're going to be doing a live halftime show every day during every game, you know, all 17 of the games, answering questions, recapping, doing stuff like that. Um, we're having a good time. Follow me on Twitter, Clancy's Corner. Bo Brock, just don't bother. He's one of the most boring people I've ever met. So you 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 come for his hair, you stay for my knowledge. And that's kind of, that's kind of where we're at. And can I just say really quick, Kaywin, you have a beautiful bald head. I had no idea. I saw it on Instagram. I'm like, bro, I had no yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. Perks, bro. I like it. I'm going to be there soon. Trust me. (laughs) I started at an early age, so it's been a smooth transition into older age. All right. So, Clancy, we might have to get on this YouTube channel. People throw some shade at you on Twitter. Love it. Apologize for the intro song. You're great. NFL Huddle, WST Podcast, Locked On Cards, special guest Alex Clancy. We'll see if he can go 10 for 10. I know at least he's going 9 for 10. The Bills are going (laughs) to rush the Steelers but uh thanks for joining us thanks man always have fun with you guys thanks man we'll be uh in touch via twitter text phone calls if any of your picks go sideways we will make sure to let you know all right thanks everyone that wraps it up at wsd podcast instagram and twitter i think big ben has a final shout out and we can sign off nfl huddle next week who do we got on as a guest Oh, we have a very special guest. He played for the Oakland A's. He played for a lot of teams. We only cover the Bay Area sports. He's a triathlon. He holds the record for most holes of golf in a single day. We've got Eric Burns on the show. So make sure you tune in next week. We might need 45 minutes for the picks. It's (laughs) probably going to take at least five to seven minutes for each pick. All right, Clancy, be good, man. WST Podcast, NFL Huddle.